2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021, Week 14, DraftKings Picks and preview by position, starting with stacks, then going by the best plays of the best positions. Hit the time codes if you want to skip to a particular position. If you want the DraftKings cheat sheet, that will be released on Saturday on DKNation.com. And if you want the best tools in the biz, do I have a deal for you? RunTheSims.com is only $100 for the rest of the year. So week 14 through the Super Bowl, great savings. But if you go to RunTheSims.com slash Mayo, you get another 10% off, so you might want to take advantage of that. An optimizer, lineup builders, you can run any game or any player's prop 10,000 times as a simulation, and then get the range of outcomes. Make things very easy on yourself, and all completely customizable if you have a particular lean on a game. Remember to smash the like button for the video, sub to Mayo Media Network, and... If you want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings, the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League, the link is available in the description. $15 to play, three max entry, no rake. Pulling pinch hit duty, calling him off the bench because I had a guest who ghosted me this morning, and you know who you are. I'm not going to call you out publicly, although the people will find out. But Davis Maddock from DailyRoto.com and the Take Cast podcast, stepping in. Thanks, dude.
1: Hey, happy to uh happy to be here. Um, you know, unfortunately not the the greatest slate in uh, you know, uh NFL DFS history. I feel like last week's slate was was really good and uh looks uh looks a lot thinner this week.
2: Well, we only have the one big game that I think that people are gonna gravitate towards like when you look at the total you got bills and bucks that comes in at a 53 game total the bucks are like 28 and a half in terms of team total you have the bills at 25 and a half i believe besides the cowboys you know the bills and bucks have the two highest implied totals and the chiefs at 29 and a half of course so when we're thinking about like game stacks obviously that's where people are going to gravitate towards right off the hop, and I can't really blame them for that. Although when we try to come up with pieces for that game, like how do you think you stack that game properly? Is it three bucks, one bills, three bills, one buck? Like where are you going? So I think it's probably using the tight ends
1: when you're when you're doing your stack. So if you're doing Brady using Gronk, if you're doing Josh Allen using Dawson Knox, uh, you know clearly Godwin and Diggs are going to garner. Most of the ownership there, you know, digs probably in single entry settles like 15 to 20%. Godwin will be, even higher than that, he'll probably be closer to 20 at, uh, at 7,100. So, you know, you get you're going to get a nice little discount, as always, on Mike Evans, who always has that, you know, multi-touchdown upside. And then the same is true for for Cole Beasley, Manny Sanders. Uh, you know, no one no one wants to play Manny Sanders at, uh, at this stage.
2: Well, why would you want to play Manny Sanders when Gabe Davis seems like he's just the better option?
1: He is, but I mean, Gabe Davis runs like no routes, like he he really barely plays, um, you know, he scored the touchdown against New England, but he played 28% of the snaps he is not he's been over 50% of the snaps two times the entire season Sanders, you know, plays more than him every single game has had more snaps than Gabriel Davis in every single game. Uh, he just is old and bad. So that seems to be like a problem.
2: Well, it comes down to an efficiency thing too. Like you can track the routes and track the snaps all you want, but if the ball is just not going in that direction, at least with Gabe Davis, when he's on the field, like he's one of their priority targets.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose that's fair. Like his targets per route run would be way higher. Um, and, 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 you know, he also has the, the commiserate way better price uh mandy sanders on dk is 4900 gabe davis is 3500 and also i mean because we don't have some of those glaringly obvious running back values that we had yes last week it probably it probably does project to be a slightly lower scoring slate in general so you know maybe like 14 from gabe davis can be optimal
2: no problem would you think about doing it the other side, going like Josh Allen and bringing it back with Fournette, and just hoping it's one of these rushing attack games? Not that Brady's not going to throw for his yardage, but you just hope that Fournette sneaks in twice from the one yard line, and then all of a sudden the overall upside of the Bucks' receivers are kind of muted.
1: Yeah, I mean, we look, we have we have Fournette for twenty percent projected ownership, but thirty percent probability to be in the optimal lineup right now. So, so I I don't I don't think. Uh, I don't think that's wrong at all. Uh, Fournette Fournette is probably the best running back play when you combine, you know, ceiling projection, ownership,
2: and, you know, chances to make the optimal lineup. Just trying to think of the other pieces in this game. Um, Fortunately for Brashad Perriman, AJ Tyrell isn't going to be shadowing him for no apparent reason this week, but he was just on the field. Like he has replaced Antonio Brown. Right now. Now I don't know exactly who's gonna be active and who's not for the Bucks, but it does seem like Perriman's gonna be their wide receiver three. Like if you wanted to take a shot at the unowned guy at the cheapest price, wouldn't he be the one? And he gets, he gets deep targets
1: too, right? So he can get there. He, he doesn't need, he doesn't need to be like an every down part of the offense to get there because he gets the deep balls. I actually have completely missed that last week that basically Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson got, got flipped in their roles, which is, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty fascinating that, that Perryman, you know, has had this wild journey of a career. But I I do I think you're right. I mean, I think Perryman does look like uh, uh, the the best punt on the Buccaneers side of the ball. But the the best way to approach the Buccaneers is to play Gronk with Brady. No no doubt in my mind.
2: Yeah, Gronk with Brady, and that does, like you said, kind of alleviate some of the ownership on Mike Evans. But in games when Gronk is played, it's really boomer bust for Mike Evans.
1: I mean, Mike Evans is, is boomer bust this season in general, because he just doesn't have that, that high target role. Uh, I mean, he has been, he's been targeted double digits. uh, Looks like five times in general, but that you, you'd think like, Oh, that means he has got this like huge share of the offense, but it doesn't really because they, they throw so often. Uh, Like he has a sub 20% target share on the year, which is wild considering all their guys. But I mean, he is he and Gronk are the guys who have the three touchdown upside and Evans will be uh, 30% as owned as Godwin in single entry three max contest, probably.
2: So when we take a look at the team totals, like I said, both the bills and the bucks rate out to be you know, in both inside the top four in terms of team totals, 53 and a half is the over under in that game. If you're not going to just overload on this game, what are like the one-off pieces? You probably still want to have some exposure to it. Would it be Fournette?
1: I mean, depending on what you're doing with your lineup, it would probably be Godwin for me. But again, the running back position not nearly as strong this week with values. You know, the values are looking like uh, Javante Williams, Josh Jacobs, and and Tevin Coleman if he if he's able to no, play pass. with uh, pass with this on concussion pass on Tevin Coleman. <laughs> I mean, look, Tevin Coleman has a, a, a difficult matchup, but he has gotten he's gotten a bunch of the work, he's gotten the going work. And, and if Tevin Coleman doesn't play, by the way, because he's dealing uh, with the
2: concussion stuff, t- Ty Johnson is, is uh, free, basically. Yeah, I, I could see if it was only Ty Johnson to play Ty Johnson. But I mean, if Tevin Coleman is out there, like, what do you realistically expect from Tevin Coleman? He has one game of double digit DraftKings points this year. That was last week and he had 10.7. Like, he's not helping you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing him, but I just, uh, look, I'm
1: trying to be comprehensive for the folks. You know what? Actually, it's probably, it's probably going back to Jamal Williams
2: is probably the cheap running back play and just hoping that it was kind of a one week fluke. Well, how much uh, obviously injuries are going to severely impact this slate because a bunch of guys popped up midweek. Yeah,
1: I'm looking. Beyond, (laughs) I'm looking at my projections right now, and I'm like, this is this is going to be so different on Sunday morning because I don't know what to do with the Chargers players with the COVID stuff. Like, it's it's a nightmare right now.
2: Well, let's go through some of these different injury scenarios. So let's start with the Chargers. Keenan Allen is on the COVID list, although he still technically has a chance to play as of this recording. As does Mike Williams, and I mean Keenan Allen is vaccinated. So a double negative test by Saturday, he can play on Sunday. Mike Williams is unvaxxed, but he's only a close contact. But he's only a close close contact. contact. Yeah. So I'm thinking Mike Williams is going to play. Allen is not going to play. And that's going to make Jalen Guyton like the uber chalk. I am good with failing Jalen, fading Jalen Guyton, by the way. So the thing that people don't realize is that Jalen Guyton's role is not going
1: to change. He is a wind sprinter. The guy who is going to fill in for Keenan snaps, it's going to be a combination of Josh Palmer and Jared Cook, who you, you gotta be, you love, you love playing shitty old players who play a lot. Like I I feel like Jared.
2: I hate Jared Cook and never play Jared Cook. Rather play. I I do. I know.
1: Yeah. They, I mean, I in a in a perfect world it would be Parham, but it's just going to be Jared Cook running, and and they're going to play the Chargers play four tight ends anyways. They're going to be playing so many tight ends in this game, but at Palmer Palmer is the dart that I am much more excited to throw. Jalen Guyton's role is not going to change in my opinion.
2: I just don't think I want any part of it when you look at what happens when Keenan Allen is out, at least last year, and obviously it's a different offensive system. It's just all Mike Williams, all Austin Eckler. Like those are the two guys that you want to play. Just don't worry about the other two.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. You, 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 you definitely are. You definitely are correct about that. I mean, it's just uh, it's, it's a nightmare situation. And the answer is probably just to play a lot of Austin Eckler. It's also kind of a bummer because I was excited to play Herbert this week, but I, I like Herbert a lot less with Keenan Allen out.
2: Well, yes and no. Cause I think a lot of people like, Justin Herbert a lot less with Keenan Allen out but if you can now consolidate where his targets are going like I think Mike Williams saw like a 44 percent share of the deep air yards when Keenan Allen missed time last year and over a 25 percent market share like you could probably just get away with playing Herbert and Mike Williams hopefully Williams has the big huge game and then Stephen Anderson catches a touchdown and then Parham catches a touchdown like it's gonna be too difficult to predict the rest of them, but you know most of the funnel is going to go through Mike Williams. Or play Eckler with him, and hopefully it's a big receiver. Yeah, but I mean, but playing super chalky Mike Williams
1: doesn't sound that fun to me either. Like, playing like 19% on Mike Williams does not sound
2: like that good of a time. Okay, I mean, I, I'm with you on that front, but I think you could get away with I, I just think with all these injuries, Herbert, Mike Williams will independently be very popular. I don't know necessarily yes. if Chargers' stack is going to be super popular.
1: Well, it won't it I don't think it I don't think it will be. And and the other thing is it's certainly not an ideal place for bring back because it looks like Jake Fromm is gonna be quarterbacking for the New York Giants this weekend, which
2: um if you've never
1: seen Jake Fromm's work,
2: it's uh it's not pretty. Additionally, it looks like Tony Shepard and Ga. Go- it looks like Shepard might actually play this week. He's been practicing on a limited basis. Not sure about Tony. Galladay is not practicing. So Lord knows it's it's Slayton and a bunch of Jabronis that they're rolling. My guy Pharaoh Cooper. Like if we can find over under four and a half yards for his receiving prop, probably take the over. I wish that.
1: I wish Tony, I wish Tony was playing because this does actually feel like a spot where their their game plan would just be very Tony centric, right? Because short passing, you know, trying to move the ball, short passing as a substitute for the run game or whatever but you know it does does not look like he's going to play which is a bummer cuz we we've, we've been waiting for a good Kadarius
2: Tony slate. Well, this is a good Saquon Barkley slate if his ankle is good enough to play which it looks like it's going to be, it's a perfect matchup. He no, just no, he sucks but no one has better you were just talking yeah. about Emmanuel Sanders. Barkley's better than him. Barkley
1: is better than Emmanuel Sanders. And this is a week where uh, I think ownership is going to get really condensed at running back between Fournette, Gibson, Eckler, Kamara, and Javante Williams. So looking for potential pivots off of that. Um, you know, what? the, I, the other big question on the week is what is going on with the 49ers backfield, right? Is Jeff Wilson Jr. going to play with this knee injury flare up? Or even if he does play, is Jamichael Hasty going to run ahead of him? Eli Mitchell, not only is dealing with a concussion, but apparently had to have an MRI on his knee as well. Um, You know, we 49ers running backs are, are like fantasy sports gold, but that situation is, is muddled at best.
2: If Mitchell is out, which he is trending to be right now, trending to be out. I would go with hasty. Hasty is agree. Hasty has run ahead of Jeff Wilson. When act, when both of them are active in every game, this season now maybe it's because they want hasty to play more of a receiving role and this probably just turns into a situation where hasty ends up with like 17 touches wilson gets three but all of three of wilson's touches are from the one yard line for three touchdowns that's just how this ends up working hasty
1: it's it's a nightmare because this is this is the the 49ers running backs last week 49 snaps for elijah mitchell two for jeff wilson one for Jamichael hasty nightmare i mean it's it's we we it's really a nightmare
2: but in a slate where there's no obvious value, hasty is 4000 bucks. Oh, and he is going to be
1: uh stone stone chalk because no. with hasty yes, and this is why everyone wants to do these buccaneer stacks, but the buccaneer's guys are super expensive. So in when 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 you have that correlation, uh I I think that's going to make hasty super I mean especially if Jeff Wilson Jr. is out. But I mean either way, I, I agree with your point that, that hasty seems like he will run ahead of Jeff Wilson Jr. Mostly because Jeff Wilson Jr. Had an audition in this role and he got 21 touches for 61 yards and looked terrible.
2: Hey, if he had just caught that touchdown, everything would have been forgiven.
1: That was not his fault. That was all on uh
2: Mr. Mr. Uh, Jimmy G. Well, but you're right. Y- yes. But maybe he could have pulled a James Connor from last week and just made an immaculate catch and ran to the end zone. He was already How in the amazing end zone. was that play? It was fucking How awesome. How amazing
1: was that play? It was awesome. Yeah, that was like, yeah, I, 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 actually, it's unpopular opinion. I actually really like James Conner, so it's, it's cool to me
2: uh, when he does cool stuff like that. I mean, this is not on this slate. This is a main slate only. Do you think Edmonds ends up coming back this week? I,
1: I honestly have not heard um, any. Like, I, I, I heard he was, he was getting close, but I have not looked this week let's see if we can get uh a rotowire update or a rotoworld Nothing. update or it's Nothing. not even it's nbc sports edge uh cardinals coach cliff kingsbury says he won't return into week 14 that's the most recent
2: update so well it is week we 14. don't know yet
1: <laughs> yeah so that was the last update on him
2: yeah I, I don't think that he's gonna go and it's a monday night game so for like season long leagues you're kind of fucked either way I um, just play Connor. Connor's the better. Connor's been yeah. the better play anyway because he scores the touchdown. Anyway, like he is the safest yep. floor. Obviously, if Edmund scores a touchdown, he's likely to score way more than Connor just based on what he does. But first game what back, he does. and the Cardinals have been pretty good about hey, why don't you get yourself a hundred percent healthy and then you can come back? We're we're playing for the playoffs here, <laughs> right? No, you're you're right. Uh,
1: and and I mean they they rested DeAndre Hopkins. They they've rested guys basically is as, as much as humanly possible. So I would I would lean towards him not playing. And teams have done that. It's not even just been the the uh the Cardinals. Like most teams have done that with their guys from the designated for return IR. Like the Chiefs did that with Clyde edwards Hilaire. you know, basically taking
2: as as much time as possible to to get them fully healthy. And they're doing it with Julio this week as well in Tennessee where it's kind of iffy whether or not he plays. I don't think he's going to play, but I mean, who cares for one thing, but that's, that, but that's actually another team. Like when you look, I don't at- know, it's, it's,
1: it's kind of actually a spot for Julio Jones because he's $5,400 against the freaking Jaguars, you know, like everyone's a good play against the Jaguars.
2: And if you, when you look at the team totals for the week, like I said, it's bucks at 28.5. The chiefs have the highest at 29.5. And then you have three teams uh, at 26 and a half, the Cowboys, the chargers and les titans are right there too and no one is going to play any titans
1: no one is going to play any titans but actually we have hilliard westbrook akeen and and jacob hollister's twin brother cody hollister all is like slight values in our projections just because the matchup is so bad um and and the the team has been you know, look, the, the Titans offense is good. We we don't want it to be, but it, even even without uh, Derrick Henry, they've still they've still put up some points.
2: The issue with Hilliard right now is that McNichols is going to play. He's practicing. Is going to come back. So now you have Hilliard, yeah. McNichols, and Donta Foreman, and do we really expect Hilliard to have as big of a role as he did against New England in a game where they were just down the entire time if they're up in this game? That would strike me more as a Foreman game. I don't know. I could be completely off on that, but... That's my no. Sense I'm of it, I'm
1: with you. I think they I think they view Foreman as like the Derrick Henry facsimile, and they view McNichols and Hilliard as the the passing down guys. But I think that with the with the removal of Adrian Peterson, I I think it should be um, pretty firm that Foreman gets most of the early down work and and the goal line work.
2: What do you think is going to be the most popular Bills buck stack? Brady Gronk Diggs. No, Brady, Brady Godwin Diggs bring back. You think it's gonna, you think a triple stack is going to be the most common of these? That's not a triple stack. That's a single stack with a bring back. What? Brady, Godwin, Gronk with a bring and Diggs. back? And Diggs? I no, mean- no,
1: no Gronk. Gronk will be Gronk will not be popular at all. What? Gronk will be 10%. Really? Maybe. Yeah. Because huh. we have we have punts. We got we got Bates and, and O'Shaughnessy. So there that's just what people do. People
2: love to save at the uh at the tight end position. I mean, I completely understand that. There's another interesting tight end opportunity coming up right now because I'm not it looks like Ricky Seals-Jones is going to play for Washington. Obviously, Logan Thomas back on IR. He's out for the so, season. It, so so, it, I, so it, I either I, way. I like John Bates, obviously. If yeah. there's no Ricky Seals-Jones, but The tight end is a role in this Washington offense in the passing game. It doesn't matter who it is. They get targets. They get yardage. Hopefully they can score a touchdown. That would be the punt that I would want to take. I don't want to play the Irish assassin, James O'Shaughnessy. Like, I don't know how many career games he's played, but he's not good is the problem. Yeah, but Dan Arnold is not good either. Yeah, but Dan Arnold at least seems to have some sort of athleticism. It was leading the league in target or leading the team in targets with him and Spiro Agnew. Like O'Shaughnessy led the team. O'Shaughnessy led the team in targets last week. What with four, six? Oh well, so he can have his what three for thirty? Like that's a peak game for him. That's what I mean. He had six for forty-eight in week one. So you, this is what you want to roll out in your tight end spot—a guy whose career. I'm, no, yeah, this I'm is basically the, like the, this I'm is not- like the Tevin Coleman of tight ends. I'm not saying I'm doing this. I
1: think playing these tight ends in tournaments is really bad. But what I'm just telling you is what people are going to do, which is that they don't want to spend $6,000 on a tight end. They want to spend $3,000 on a tight end. So
2: that's what they're going to do. It's funny because if you pay up for tight end, this feels like a week to pay up at tight end. Maybe that's how you can get different if all the chalk is going to consolidate into one place. Like Kelsey, great spot. Kittle, great spot. Gronk, great spot. Andrews, we know, is in a great spot against Cleveland. This is exactly the spot where he kind of goes off in these matchups. Then it's a bunch of nothing when you go down the tight end list until you get to Ricky Seals-Jones at 3800 bucks. I wouldn't, you know, probably is the play. It's probably Foster Moreau at 4000 bucks after he killed everyone last week. No, I don't, I, because I, they don't use him the same way
1: that they use Darren Waller. He generally has had like a very short average depth of target. So at, at $2,700, it's very easy to accept four for 40 with a decent chance at a touchdown. Um, and he did randomly have a high dot last week, but I think that's more noise than anything else. Uh, the, to me, the tight end play is just George Kittle again. He will be, he is going to be the, the
2: main template of my strategy again this week. I mean, it worked out last week. Uh, my Jimmy G Kittle stacks worked out really well. The rest of my teams, uh, the rest of those guys did not work out really well. Here's the thing for Foster Moreau, though. One of the main reasons he was pretty ineffective last week, although he did have some targets down the field, was he was just asked to block so often, which is just not common for him. In the other game that he filled in, he only ran a while. route. But in the other first game he filled in for Waller, he ran like 90% of routes on dropbacks. Last week, because the Washington pass rush was so good and the Vegas offensive line was so bad, they asked him to block. Now, yes, the Chiefs' defensive line is getting a lot better, but I don't think they're in the same stratosphere, even without Chase Young, of where Washington is with both their blitzes and pass rush. No, I,
1: I agree with you.
2: And I also think we will see his
1: snap share probably come up. Like, I think that was just kind of, more of a, of a random thing because, uh, and, and also he only ran, he only ran a route on, um, 65% of dropbacks like that. That just seems weird to me. Um, so I, I, but at $4,000, he's like, I don't know. He's, he's break even at best. I, 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 at that point, I would just much rather play Kittle and play Gronkowski. So when we go back to stacks, do you have any interest in the Seattle stack? Uh, no, no interest in stacking, but pretty interested in Metcalf and Lockett as one-offs.
2: Then why aren't you interested in Russell Wilson? Because
1: there will not be enough offensive volume in this game to get Russ to like 25, 30 points. They just, they just do not run enough plays on offense. Um, so I would rather, I would rather use those guys as one-offs in other stacks.
2: Okay, so let's cross off Houston. That's probably the best way to do that. Dallas and Washington. I mean, Washington has looked better. That game is probably going to be very cold. It's going to be outside. We don't know if Tony Pollard is playing all of a sudden. After weeks of not knowing whether or not Zeke was going to play, whether they're going to rest him, Pollard now pops up with his foot injury. He might not go this week. But outdoor game, but the way to attack Washington is to attack them deep down the field, which I hear Dallas has the required weapons to do so
1: yeah dallas dallas does have the required weapons to do that it's just kind of a matter of uh if they're feeling it in a given week you know they they have been one of the more schizophrenic teams in terms of uh run to pass ratio or pass rate over expectation and it's really opponent driven but if you you know if this game does end up getting competitive and you get 35, 38 passing attempts from Dak. I think Dak doubles with C.D. Amari, and Gallup. I think those look really strong. And and Washington has your bringbacks with McLaurin and whoever ends up starting at tight end.
2: Yes and no. You could just, I mean, Gibson is the safest bet of all those guys, especially because Dallas's rundy is terrible. Well, sure.
1: And and McKissick did not practice on Wednesday, so we're looking like another another week of
2: stone-cold Antonio Gibson chalk, for uh, sure. Any interest in Atlanta, Carolina, outside of Cam? No, no, none. Gage, no. Amir Abdullah,
1: Russell Gage, Russell Gage at fifty seven hundred, <laughs> or you know, Gallup at fifty five hundred. Julio Jones in that matchup at fifty four hundred, um, and, and and he is you know two hundred dollars less than Amari, three hundred dollars less than Mike Williams. Like, no, I'd, I
2: I will leave that to um, other people for sure stack potential in cleveland and baltimore for you because it's a big no for me
1: literally literally zero plays or maybe a little bit of interest in chubb if kareem hunt uh it does not play because apparently kareem hunt was injured at the end of their most recent game but i'm checking his page right now and no, still no update on if he's been back to practice or not. So I assume he's probably fine.
2: Yeah, again, they're they they're coming off the bye week. So he would have had two weeks in order to rest. No word on Jarvis Landry in that game yet, though. I assume he's going to tough it out because he usually does unless he's on. Injured he usually reserve. does. But like yeah. Anthony Schwartz is still not practicing. It's been like, like a three week concussion for him at this point. Donovan Peoples-Jones, like it, it's tough from the Cleveland side. And Lord knows what's going on with the Baltimore side of the ball. So Jacksonville, and tennis- I would um, oh, go ahead. I, I, I would say. I do not do one thirty
1: or one fifty anymore, but if I was, I would throw a couple darts on Donovan People's Jones. I think I think I'd get like five percent of him.
2: well, if it works, like it's three for one forty and two touchdowns exactly. Yeah, he just has. He just has that really good like it's not a really good role, but it's a really good role in terms of like volatility. Do you think we can squeeze that value out of Hollywood Brown still? Because he's still getting the the shots downfield. He's just not catching.
1: It. He's still, he's still a top ten guy in fantasy points per game this year. It's just the the Ravens have been uh, really bad. But yeah, I mean, I will not be a part of my
2: strategy this week. But I I would ne- I would not nag it. Tennessee and Jacksonville. Like Tennessee does have this high total. I just don't know what to do with them.
1: And they have a shitty defense too. The Titans do. Like I I can see I can see playing pieces from this game, right? Westbrook Akeen, if Julio doesn't play, Julio if he plays, uh, you know, Marvin Jones, uh the the Irish Assassin, James O'Shaughnessy. I mean, well why aren't you uh, why aren't you just
2: playing their best receiver, LaQuan Treadwell?
1: Look, you 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 joke. You joke, but you can. He he is actually playable, which is um it's absolutely disgusting for me.
2: Are we going to get some sort of narrative bump for James Robinson after all his teammates are like, we should give the ball to James Robinson? He's good. Like that's like you I, you you, I talk, you talked Robinson. about like chalk condensing at all of these positions. James Robinson's going to be completely unowned if he is a lot healthier this week, which theoretically he should be. Hyde put the ball on the ground last week. Like you could do a Tannehill Julio if he plays James Robinson. Like no one has that. So this
1: is uh this is my thing uh i basically don't care how owned running backs are i i I make my differentiations um largely at it like in my stacks at wide receiver at tight end and at defense i i have no problem playing the stone chalk at running back and grouping the stone chalk at at running back together um, because i think the uh those points are much more projectable and those points are are much more secure and there are fewer guys with with great ceilings who don't project well um so james robinson not really that interesting to
2: me well it depends on how you project him if he's back in his full-time role like this was one of the better running backs in football he's down in price and he's right in that but but he's right in that glut of running backs who everyone else is going to own
1: I mean, James Robinson has one 100-yard game this year, one two-touchdown game this year. Um, He's got one game with more than five receptions. I I think that... Uh, James Robinson's fantasy bona fides have been a little overstated this season
2: well I'm just looking at the optimal rates right now for running backs in that range so when you go to run the sims.com they run the slate 10,000 times and it gives you an optimal rate obviously it's still early in the week we don't know who's exactly in and who's exactly out but of guys in that right. range like Gibson pops in the optimal 16% of the time uh it, Elijah Mitchell would have been 12% of the time but obviously he's probably not going to play Javante Williams 12% Cordero Patterson Anderson 11%, James Robinson 9%. Like, it's not that far off, and he's going to be legitimately eight to ten times lesser owned than all of these guys. Let's see what uh,
1: what I have him in terms of optimal percentage. I I have him at six percent, so I, I'm le- I'm less interested. Uh, I I would be more interested in terms of guys no one's playing more interested in Jamal Williams more interested like well, okay, in why why Edward are why are, you,
2: why are you interested in Jamal Williams that's something i don't understand when you could be interested in James Robinson who just has a path to more fantasy points like we know how detroit uses their running backs it doesn't matter if swift plays or not that williams isn't getting the full time role they hell, they didn't even pass to him last week
1: yeah, I mean, I I feel like we don't really know that because against Chicago on Thanksgiving, Jamal Williams had 15 for 65, five targets, five receptions, and then actually played fewer snaps in that game against Minnesota. I think, I mean, that could be signal, that could be noise. I'm probably more thinking that that is random because he was still he had I mean he had a big share of the offense um, when when Swift was healthy and when he was healthy. So I I I am semi interested in going back to him there.
2: Okay. So Saints and Jets. Taysom starting. Yeah. Kamara's back. Yeah, we haven't Ingram's we haven't out.
1: gotten into the we haven't gotten into the stone chalk players until thirty minutes into the show. You think everyone's I
2: like, do you really want to run out Taysom Hill with a guy who potentially like what we saw Monday night from the Patriots might be the Saints offense this week. Which is good for Taysom.
1: You don't want him passing. You you you're not playing him for his passing statistics. You're playing him for his rushing statistics. And he, I don't think he's going to have any problem running against the the New York
2: Jets. Do you? I don't. But I don't know how Kamara really factors into this. He'll be back. Ingram's out. He's super expensive. First game back in like six weeks, and he's going to be uber popular. Like that seems like pure. Yeah, I don't think I don't think seventy nine hundred dollars for Kamara feels expensive. I mean, it's, he's the second most expensive running back on the slate. I'd rather pay up to get an Eckler.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I I have. let's see here. I have Eckler for slightly more points. So I can't uh I can't say that's wrong, but I feel I feel pretty good about both Eckler and Kamara. Um, especially the now if it, there is certainly a wider range of outcomes had Mark Ingram been able to play in this game, but because Mark Ingram is not playing in this game, I feel like that's a huge bull signal for Alvin Kamara. Cause that pretty much means he's going to get all the
2: goal line work too. Well, he gets all the goal line work split with Taysom Hill.
1: Right? Yeah. But it's the jets, right? It's very important to remember. It's the jets.
2: Sorry. Sorry. Cust. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're five point favorites and now five and a half point favorites in this game. And it looks like their defense is going to be back. Like, I don't know. It, it, it's a tricky situation because both are independently going to be very popular. No one's playing them together. Right. Cause Taysom's not a check down guy.
1: Yeah, uh, Alvin Kamara has averaged, I think, four targets per game in the games that he played with um, with Taysom Hill, which doesn't feel great.
2: I, I would not be playing them together. I don't think. Well, let me ask you: in terms of your optimal rate, how does Mixon compare to Alvin Kamara? I know Mixon's dealing with this injury, but he's probably going to play. Like, where do those two compare in terms of optimal percentage? Because I have them. I actually have Mixon 02 percent higher. Ten percent to be optimal for Mixon, sixteen
1: percent for Kamara.
2: Wow, you've really. I I think you need to go adjust Alvin Kamara's receiving numbers in your uh, projections, pal. I've got him. I've got him for nineteen percent. You think that's too high? I don't know if it's too high, but I think you have to factor in pace of this game. That the overall passing, like there might be fifteen passes in this game for the Saints. I mean, I have, I have the Saints with a pretty
1: aggressive run-to-pass ratio, one of the most aggressive run-to-pass ratios of any team. on. The, and In fact, I think I have them more rush-heavy than every team other than Baltimore and Cleveland.
2: You should have them higher for this game in particular. Like, you could be even looking at a 65-35-70-30 split. Sure.
1: I mean, it is, again, you're, you're actually making my own point back to me, which is that it's the Jets.
2: Sure, but at the same time, like the Saints have not really moved the ball all that well on offense that they might just want to play some d churn out some first downs that if you don't get touchdown luck with Kamara, he is not worth his price
1: um yeah, but can he get can he get a hundred i mean you need touchdown luck anyways, but Kamara can get 20 without a
2: touchdown as well I mean, I don't think with taysom Hill a quarterback he can get to 20 without a touchdown no, I don't think he can. That's true. Let's, let's go back. Let's go
1: back and look at that uh, Denver game last year. Cause it's basically the same thing. And let's see what happened in that game. Cause I honestly, it's been so long now. I don't remember. I feel
2: like Latavius had like four catches in that game.
1: Uh, So Latavius had 19 rushes, 124 yards and two touchdowns. Kamara had 11 carries, 54 yards, two targets, one reception, but you know, there, there's no Latavius now. So looks like a pretty big workload for, for our, our dude.
2: Oh, sure. I, I think in order for him to get to the numbers you're talking about, he needs 25 carries in this game, which is well within the range of outcomes, probably like a median outcome for him. It just... And, and
1: they, they actually showed willingness to do that with him this year for the first time in his career. Kamara was trending to having the most touches in his career and they are still theoretically live um, for the second wild card. They're, they're technically only a game back of the second wild card right now.
2: Oh, listen, if they can get their defense back healthy, I think that they could, I don't want to say coast to the playoffs, but they're a bad matchup for a lot of these, like, lesser Rams in the NFC and, like, teams like the Jets, they should eat up defensively. But as soon as they're, like, we saw in the Eagles game, like, they had missing, like, four defensive starters. They sucked on defense all of a sudden. So that became a real problem for them. Like, as long as Davenport's back, Lattimore's healthy, I think they're going to be fine. But this is going to be a very slow-paced game. Like, Zach Wilson is awful. I mean, if you really wanted the contrarian stack of the week, just Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson, and Jamison Crowder, Alvin Kamara. And just hope points are scored. I mean, I'm not playing Zach Wilson, but I am comfortable playing Elijah Moore, I think. I mean, no Corey Davis. I don't, is Keelan Cole activated from the COVID list yet? I don't think he is. Um,
1: I will find out. And Keelan Cole is returned to practice, so he's he's activated.
2: All right, so that might cut into a snap share a little bit. Not much, because Elijah Moore is going to be out there. I think as a one-off, Elijah Moore is probably the guy that you want, although I think Crowder may make more sense in this particular matchup. How did you choose which internet service provider to use? The sad thing is most of us have very little choice because ISPs operate like monopolies in the regions that they serve. They use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers, data caps, streaming throttles, and the list goes on. But worst of all, many ISPs log your internet activity and sell that data to other big tech companies or advertisers. To prevent ISPs from seeing my internet activity, I protect all of my devices with ExpressVPN. So what is ExpressVPN? It's a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot see any of your activity. Just think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, the list of people you've messaged, sites you've visited, and the videos you've watched get tracked by tech giants who sell your information for profit. That's the reason I recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. Just download the app, tap one button on your device, and you're protected. And ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by Business Insider and The Verge. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and offer tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com mayo. That's vpn dot com slash mayo to get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash mayo right now to learn more. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I didn't have a ton of time in the morning and I wanted to get the proper nutrition to help me optimize my immune system which frankly over the past three weeks uh, where I've been sick it has really got me through the day to make sure that I get those essential nutrients to get better quickly and it's really worked because I don't want to take pills every single day and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes really good and I wanted to see what all the hype was about so I've been taking it now for about five weeks and I absolutely love it and it doesn't taste like it's super healthy which is kind of nice because we all know that like super healthy stuff usually tastes like absolute trash it kind of has a mild tropical taste that i actually look forward to each morning so what is it with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics to help you start your day right Instead of instinctively starting my day off with an espresso or a coffee every single day, I just use Athletic Greens right now and it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements by yourself, which is great because I don't have the know-how or time to go get all the stuff for myself and it does support my mental clarity. and gives me alertness. It supports my better quality sleep, which has really been the key factor in me getting better. It's just making sure that when I go to sleep, I stay asleep and actually have a good sleep. And Athletic Greens is really helping that out for me right now. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel Packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mayo. Again, that's athleticgreens.com/slash mayo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we finally got to the Chargers. We just spoke about them off the top in terms of their injuries. However, giant side, anyone like I I can make a compelling case for Barkley. It's not a good case. It's compelling, though. I can talk you into it. I just don't know if I have the guts to do it. I mean the the workload is is decent. I mean Devonta Booker
1: siphoned off a little bit more than you'd like, but I mean how many running backs can get ten targets on a given week? Barkley got nine targets last week. I think that's kind of how they plan on using him. Really, the, the the bigger issue seems to be, and you never thought you'd say this, he just looks like he doesn't have any juice. I mean he just look he just is not gaining any yards. And uh, the 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 thesis behind the Barkley play used to be that he could actually overcome the frigid. Uh, offensive environment because he was so singularly talented. And now that does not seem true anymore.
2: So this is from the Mayo media newsletter, which everyone can subscribe to for free down in the description of this video and or podcast, but here it is. Barkley's last game with 60 rushing yards. Davis was in 2019, Javante Williams gets the Lions. He's $100 cheaper. Arrested Chuba Hubbard, who we didn't even talk about, nor do I want to, uh, is $100 cheaper and has a better matchup when you go on to DraftKings and, like, scroll through everything. Neither Titans running back is more than, none of the Titans running backs are more than $5,300, and they have the Jags this week. Like, it just, everything is lining up, and he's burned people the last two weeks because people were taking a shot with him. I think it's worth burning a few lineups on Barkley. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it from
1: like a game theory perspective and certainly, you know, there are, are universes where he can, uh, you know, outscore Gibson his price right next to him. But I, again, like I was just saying, like I, I tend to play the running back position more aggressively with the chalk and, and find, um, you know, lower cumulative ownership for my lineups elsewhere. So, you know, even if my running backs get to 70% cumulative ownership, I am comfortable with that knowing that I I can probably still be under the 100% cumulative ownership uh, with all the other positions combined, which is I I had a lineup that was um, very close to a bonk last week that I played the three most owned running backs, but everyone else I had was single
2: digit owned. Okay. Hmm. The giants haven't, the giants running backs or receivers haven't scored a touchdown in five games. That's five games. That's problematic. So niners and Cincy. Is that like sneaky shootout potential?
1: That's my, that's my game this week. I I wonder, yeah, I knew we'd take so long to get, but that's, that's the, that's the game that I'm attacking this week. Very comfortable playing Burrow. um, You're not, you're not undecided. Hold on, hold on.
2: You're not concerned about Burrow's finger at all.
1: I mean, if he gets into practice, I don't know. He's fine. He's He'll get, he'll get so much all in him that he won't even feel
2: it. Right. I would say it's more like a grip issue rather than anything else, but if it's going to decrease his accuracy, this seems like a perfect spot to play chase. Like eventually chase is going to catch these balls that he was catching earlier in the year and score 45 DraftKings points. Well, it's uh
1: it's flip flop, right? Where everyone was off T cause T sucked and he couldn't convert any of his deep targets. And then chase was chalk. And now T has had two good games in a row. So we're going to see the ownership flip again. And I also think that people are going to be off of Brandon. Ayuk. Be, because he just was not great last week, but I mean, he still was second on the team in targets. Uh, he did have one horrible drop, but I think both Ayuk and Kittle, Iuke Kittle chase and T all look like very strong plays to me in conjunction with one or the other quarterbacks. I mean, you know, Jimmy has a lower ceiling than Burrow does, but this is my, my sneaky game of the week. And it's going to provide leverage on all of those teams that are playing hasty and or Jeff Wilson jr. Um, or I
2: honestly, I think you can play hasty even in, in a game stack here because he is so cheap. He is, but that gets you away from him. If he's going to be as popular as you say he is, I'd rather just completely dodge it and go the other way. And hopefully I hit my ceiling outcome. Yeah,
1: no, I, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. And, and look, you know, there are, uh, there are some, some pivots at the running back, right? You know, Josh Jacobs only like 11%, um, you know, he, he doesn't have to deal with Kenyon Drake anymore. I think Jalen Richard's still on the COVID list. I haven't seen an update on that. We haven't talked about him yet, but what are you doing with Javante? Like if I, because Melvin Gordon is going to be back, but what do we think they do? Do we think that old man Melvin Gordon comes in back to a 50-50 or do we think it's more like a 70-30? Like what are
2: we anticipating there against the Lions? I would say that there is a 43% chance Melvin Gordon outscores Javante Williams this week.
1: I think that, honestly, I think forty three percent is like the right number. I think that I think that sounds about right.
2: Which means you probably can't play Javante Williams. I mean you can, but I don't know. You're really and I'd rather play Josh. I'd, I'd, I'd rather be play Josh. Josh I'd rather play Josh Jacobs. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which uh it feels crazy, but I, I think you're right. Uh we haven't talked about that game at all
2: either. That I mean, I was I was saving that for last.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, the Chiefs, uh, they've become this boring, disgusting, run-first team, uh, but their their best offensive game this year did come against the Las Vegas Raiders.
2: I think that's the stack, the the triple stack, that the very obvious triple stack with the Chiefs, bring it back with Jacobs and or Moreau, I suppose, or maybe Renfro, whatever you want to do. I think there's an do you believe in this Chiefs defense, or are they just kind of on a hot run right no. now? No, no, of course— Of course I don't believe in the chiefs defense. It's it's all, it's all
1: random and luck driven and the offenses that they have played. Um, So, so in this run where theoretically their, their defense has been really good. These are the quarterbacks they played Teddy Bridgewater on the road, injured Dak Prescott without, um, without Amari, Derek Carr, uh, Jordan Love, Daniel Jones. um, So no, no, I don't, I don't believe it at all.
2: Here's the issue with the Chiefs Raiders stack: Mahomes, Jacobs, Hill, Renfro, Kelsey. Jam all those guys into one lineup. You have thirty four hundred. So expensive. Done. You have thirty four hundred left per player.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're extremely extremely expensive. Um, so you you definitely will need some of the. Ba- I mean, you have to play Byron Pringle, probably. You don't, you don't with, have to uh, play Byron Pringle. You don't
2: have to play him. You can just not overload the game. Let's just take out Tyreek and we'll take out Renfro. We just go Mahomes Kelsey. Oh, if Jacobs. I'm if I'm
1: playing Mahomes, I am
2: 100% playing Tyreek with him. I mean, it feels like you have to, but you don't have to if you really don't want to. Tyreek's been bad. Kelsey
1: just Kelsey's just not the he's just not the same guy, man. Oh, but, I but, I
2: I am but Tyreek is.
1: Yeah, Tyreek is Tyreek is athletically and physically uh the same incredible player he's always been. I think that I think it's pretty clear that Kelsey athletically is not the same guy. He seems hurt. Yeah. He just, he, I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's old. Like, I don't know what the deal is, but I don't have any of those um, qualms about Tyreek. I mean, Tyreek physically seems fine. And I don't think the Raiders have any cornerbacks either.
2: Yeah. That's tough. The, their, their defense is pretty brutal at the moment. Running backs yeah. for value plays. If We're looking at one-offs Jacobs Fournette gibson are probably the best three yeah
1: fournette fournette clearly the top gibson clearly i think the second and then i think you know depending on your personal feelings about eckler versus kamara those are the third guys um and then i think i think jacobs will be very popular especially if jalen richard is not activated from the covid list i mean Uh, jalen
2: richard shout out to jalen richard who was anti-vax before anti-vax was like a real trendy thing
1: yeah, he was like he was like anti-vax, like all vaccines.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, like three years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so he did not practice on Wednesday. So, I, I think we're looking at uh, an all-time, all-time, uh, like late-week chalk update here on Josh Jacobs.
2: Now, in terms of chalk, like how popular do you think that he gets because he's in this range with a lot of other popular running backs like how popular is going how popular is the gibson jacobs combo going to be because independently they're both going to be popular very popular paired together you think it's gonna be pretty popular well, okay, why not zeke then if pollard sits uh because zeke is fat and slow and injured i mean he's pretty cheap
1: People will people will play him a little bit, but I mean, he his yards per carry the last month of the season, 3.5, 2.8, 3.6, 2.9. His max rushing yards has been 45. His max receiving yards has been 36. He has uh three touchdowns the last four weeks. But I mean, he he just is he has not had a 30 fantasy point game yet this season. Now, clearly his upside gets way higher if Pollard doesn't play because he's gonna get all of the receiving work out of the backfield, but I, I mean, I, I don't mean, I'm not meaning to FUD Ezekiel Elliott because I do think he will be a very strong play if Pollard doesn't. But the, the answer to how does he not get
2: there seems pretty clear, right? It, it does. And I would say the same thing about Cordero Patterson, but sneaky the Panthers are a bottom 10 run defense. Like is Patterson on anyone's radar this week? Uh, No, and, and it feels like he never is. It feels
1: like for whatever reason, people still don't want to buy the the Patterson uh phenomenon but i i mean you want to talk about uh, a three percent on play that can legitimately break the slate Cordell patterson is your guy i mean he can get he can get the bonus he can score twice
2: like i i think he i think he looks like uh, an incredible play yeah so gibson and jacobs like everyone else are probably my two favorite plays at running back fournette and eckler from the higher end patterson Barkley, and james robinson are probably my three favorite pivots i don't know if i want to pay down at running back even if it is ty johnson with tevin coleman now whether it is Jermichael hasty i just think i'm just i'll find value somewhere
1: else i'm just gonna let you know that you're playing Jermichael hasty you're gonna get there on sunday morning you're gonna be making your lineup on the shitter and you're playing Jamichael hasty i just i'm just i'm forecasting that for you
2: well when we get to the shitter guy lineup maybe we'll figure that out should we play like devonta freeman or something rex burkhead for, dude Freeman Freeman is getting like this n-
1: insane workload like uh, Devonta Freeman is is scoring like 15 and a half fantasy points per game uh, since Latavius Murray got injured which I legitimately feels insane uh, but he is the, the, he's the' he's getting goal line carries he's getting passing down work like he's he is kind of having like a low-key version of um, do you remember that the, the 2019 Mark Ingram season basically
2: little bit he, he is on the uh, every other game plan right now. yes it's yeah like, he is good game awful game good game awful game good game awful game so he's due for an awful game right now but i just don't know if i can any he, and he
1: was bad against this exact same team uh, uh at home against cleveland 16 for 52 one reception for eight yards yeah sex
2: rex burkhead interesting amir abdullah 4800 bucks i like him more than i like he... Hubbard.
1: Yeah. He would be the guy I would play because I think he's going to get the passing downs. Um, and, and I don't know that the, the the Matt rule stuff was so weird where he was like, Oh yeah, we, you know, we had to, fire, uh, we had to fire what's his name because he didn't want to run the ball enough. That was so bizarre. It feels like there's probably something more to that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't feel that incentivized to play either one of them. You know, if I, if I thought one of them was going to play 70% of the snaps, I'd be way more into
2: it, but. Uh, does does not feel like that's going to happen. Uh, the only other one that I'm kind of looking at here, like I mentioned Rex Burkhead, but like he couldn't even crack 50% of the snaps last week. They were playing Jalen Samuels and Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman, like, what, are buddy. The, what are the Texans doing?
1: Uh, it's it, Nothing about what they've done has made sense to me for
2: the last six months, so I don't know why it would start making sense now. I suppose that's true. Let's move to receiver. One-off plays points per dollar. I guess we're looking at who Mike Williams, I guess probably is the best value on the slate at $6,000. If he plays, if Keenan Allen doesn't play like, will his status be in flux long enough that it will quell his ownership? I guess is the question.
1: No, I bet we'll know by cause, cause of the way the testing works. I bet we'll know on Keenan by Friday. Yeah, But, probably. We'll, but will
2: we know about him by Saturday and Sunday?
1: Uh, I guess maybe not maybe maybe it will be in, in flux enough maybe you're maybe you're right maybe I maybe that uh yeah I don't know I, I, that it just feels like one of those situations that's so unknowable because there are so many different permutations as to how it
2: could play out when we talked about the Cincy and San Francisco game we didn't mention Debo Debo might play this week if Debo plays, he
1: is uh, take H- uh I believe the kids would call it a jam.
2: Yeah, uh also take Hasty out of your lineups if Debo is active. He might be their starting running back.
1: Uh no, I, I don't I, I think Hasty will still get I, Debo will get like he'll get like nine carries.
2: Yeah, that's not good for Hasty, by the way. The team wants they want to run 40 times. Yeah, and they might not have that luxury against Cincinnati. I mean,
1: in Debo's in Debo's best rushing game on the season which was uh that game against uh Minnesota Eli Mitchell still had 100 yards and a touchdown
2: mm-hmm. 8000 bucks a lot to pay for Debo coming off a groin injury
1: Yeah but he's going to be I mean he literally is going to be in this stone cold amazing spot and he is going to be uh 3% owned maybe
2: Yeah looking at it now just like the actual value receivers i mean your boy chanel who sucks he's 4300 it's tough yeah you you, you can waste some lineups with him if you really wanted to josh palmer and guyton are way down there you mentioned pringle 3200 bucks i don't know if i like this is where i want to go i might just live in the mid-tier this week how popular do you think cd is going to be not not popular
1: because he, he he never he never projects that strong none none of the cowboys wide receivers project that strong because their target shares are are at such an equilibrium but
2: you know obviously from his ceiling potential all of them have the ability to go for 30 probably don't want to play any of the cheap saints guys even with harris out with his dui suspensions, because i don't think that Taysom can throw the ball so that's tough for like oh i or, like... i
1: missed i missed that harris was out
2: oh yeah he's he's got a dui three games
1: I, I mean I remember the DUI. I just thought he he was never going to end up getting suspended. No, um, it's it's so, so it's, I don't know. Maybe, it is the Jets, right? It is the. Jets. I mean, maybe this is just more. Maybe this is just more. Um, more fuel to the fire. That uh, they're just gonna they're just gonna make the, the the Patriots look pass heavy.
2: Maybe and like if he'll legit can't throw, then I don't know what we're doing here. But like Traquan would be my guy i suppose if i had to but I, I don't want to go down that road josh reynolds is 4100 bucks i don't know in a gpp if you really want him but i think for cash games he's pretty safe Too exp- oh no you think josh reynolds is safe for cash games yeah i think that he like just basically lock him in for like 11 points at 4100 bucks well i mean i i would be surprised
1: to play him in cash but he did get seven targets 83 i mean the problem is is he got uh he got out targeted by i on Ross st brown last week and they you, probably are not going to throw near
2: as much this week you don't think they're going to throw as much i mean that was a game they were winning the entire time last week now they're eight point dogs again against a better denver team um so goff threw 41 times last week
1: that was his third highest attempt total of the year i i i would i would be surprised to see him throw 40 times in this game very surprised i think all right, then where are we going for the cheap guys? Yeah. I mean, I don't think there is a I don't think there is a I don't think there is a cheap guy that looks like a, like a cash game play. Gallup, I really like. Uh, Pringle is kind of the the tournament guy because he's he McCall Hardman has been demoted to like a 10% snapshare guy. Donovan Peoples Jones, I think, as a, a tournament dart. I don't I like all the Cowboys wide receivers as one offs. I like Metcalf as a a one off quite a bit. Um, Yeah, I don't know it it just they're just because they're just not that many uh, high scoring game environments this week so it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to pick good one offs you know.
2: Well, the the problem is, like, if we want to play one of these stacks from the higher-end games, those guys are too expensive that you legit can't afford the $5,000 receiver. So your entire construction gets blown up because we just talked about running backs. There's no running backs to play below, like, $5,700 unless you use Hasty, who, like I said, I'm good with fading a Chalk Hasty, whose role I don't know if it even exists or not. So maybe just go pure balance and find, like, find the cheapest stack possible that's not horrible uh that i mean that always feels
1: like that always feels like giving up right yeah but i mean both millie makers last week were won by minchu stacks right but that that's very different minchu was was playing the
2: jets i guess so i I mean so it's probably it's probably Taysom. yeah but you can't stack Taysom with anyone like if you're gonna play Taysom for everything you want from Taysom, why don't you just play like play him naked then why don't you just play cam at 10 times less ownership yeah, I have no problem with that. I think Cam is a good play. Well, it's, I mean, as Cam, the- like
1: Cam, Cam can Cam can get twenty five like with completing like eleven forward passes.
2: I mean, maybe you can maybe complete some backwards passes. Like you, we don't want any Carolina receiver, right? Even DJ Moore. I mean, if you were if you were going to stack him, it would be with DJ
1: Moore um but i i like i i always say this but i never do it like oh yeah you know you can play this cheap running quarterback and then you can just do your game you can do your chiefs uh game stack your 49 whatever i always say that you can do that but i never i never do it so i i will not give that disingenuous advice you can do it but i will i will come down to sunday morning and uh, I, I won't be doing that.
2: I think that's probably, that could be a pretty advantageous move. Like, it's unfortunate that we're not seeing Jalen Hurts on this like, because he'd be another one that you could do it with. Although his stack options are always better because he can actually throw the ball. But he like, can actually throw a little bit. But, but if, what do you have Taysom projected for ownership right now on a Thursday? Like 15%? I have Taysom
1: projected for 11% right now. What do
2: you have Cam at?
1: I have Cam. I can't even find him in here. I have Cam for
2: 8%. Okay, well, that's that's a lot closer than I would have assumed it would have been. I I, I just can't fathom people going back to Cam after watching him last time.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, people do have that problem, but also, you know, th- that's where you, you have to talk about uh, like contest dynamics. Like people playing in the Millie Maker, they're not, you know, it's, it's just all done by their computers and their computers are very into cam newton uh you know people entering into the pme contest they're building it by hand and they you know they remember uh they remember watching how bad cam newton was so i think that's where you will find the ownership discrepancies
2: tight ends we kind of talked about this already all the expense like the top four expensive guys and or ricky seals jones don't play jared cook he's going to be chalky and he probably won't be good well, yeah, he is Jared Cook, so almost certainly he will
1: uh he it, will not be any good. But it,
2: I don't think you should play O'Shaughnessy either, but like in tournaments, if you want the guy who has the highest ceiling of all of them, it's probably Uzma in the Bengals and 49ers. Game. He might have zero points, but he has the big upside. He truly might way. have zero points. Yeah, but so, so could these other way. Realistically, if you play a tight end, what's the difference between six points and zero points? You're losing.
1: It's all yeah. It's all touchdown driven. It's all it's all which one of them, uh, which one of them can get multiple touchdowns, basically.
2: Right. Maybe we can save it. Defense. It didn't look super promising when I was scouting out the defenses to begin with. Like, where's our pay down type option this week? Jets. Really? You do you really want to play? Why though? Do you want to play a defense that's not going to throw the ball? Like the like. It's just if if Taysom does
1: have to pass, you you can expect it to be. Bad. I also think the Lions against Teddy is fine. Teddy's been been bad. He's just been taking a bunch of sacks and been terrible.
2: I think I would play the Texans at 2400 bucks. Yeah, no no problem. No problem with that. Like, Texans, I mean, Dallas's offensive line is a lot better now, although the pass rush for Washington continues to be really good. Browns against Baltimore at 2700 but now we're getting expensive. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I always, uh, what about Cleveland probably against with how bad, how bad Lamar has been yeah, right yeah, now? I mean, I, that's fine. I, yeah, and, that, and Lamar, that,
2: that's what I just said.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Sorry. Yeah. You Thank, know, thanks for listening. It's really I important. just pulled, I, I just pulled a Tambo. You did. Yeah. I just said, give me the play. Here's the play. What do you think about it? Well, what do you think about this play? That's the same play. What do you think about that play? All right. Yeah, well, well let, let, what can you do? Let, let's construct a lineup. The shitter guy, the, the shitter lineup guy sitting on the cans, 1245 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. A few spots left in the Millionaire Maker. Got to throw a lineup together. Where are we going this week? Well, I'm just letting you know, Shitter Guy is playing hasty. All right, so hasty's going in 4000 bucks. Yes, he plays in the late game. Shitter Guy's not too concerned about the late swap. That's where Shitter he's Guy doesn't first. care
1: about late swap. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. just
2: clicking that first 4000 bucks. That sounds good to me. Gibson and Jacobs, I'm guessing then? Uh, yeah, yeah. So Gibson, let's throw him in. Gibson at 6000 Jacobs in the flex at $6,200. That's a really good price. All right, so we have $5,600 yep. remaining. Who is, what's the, what's the quarterback? Where are we going with the quarterback? We play in tape. Like, who do you have projected to be the highest owned quarterback? Brady? Uh, Brady, yeah. So Brady, I think that Gronk's going to be more popular than you think. I mean, maybe
1: maybe in Shitter
2: Guy lineups he is. Yeah, play Gronk. Gronk scores touchdowns. Easy game. So So we're going going Brady and Gronk? Brady and Gronk. Now we have $5,000 left for position. Let's try to save some money at defense. Who is the cheapest logical defense someone could take? The Lions against Teddy. Do you think Shitter Guy is playing the Lions defense? Really? Shitter Guy loves Dan Campbell. No, Shitter Guy does not love Dan Campbell. Guys who don't play DraftKings like Dan Campbell. Well, yeah, that's fair. All right. Shitter guy I I, I think it's Browns. Sure. Yeah, that works. All right. So we have fifty eight hundred dollars for three receivers. Is there a cheap receiver we can throw in that isn't horrendous? Like I mean like a four thousand dollar receiver or something. Beasley?
1: I mean your your guy your guy Reynolds would be I don't know if Shitter Guy wants to play Josh Reynolds,
2: but maybe. I mean, he's, like, the cheapest of the decent options. I'm not really seeing, like, Crowder, maybe? I mean, I've got Pringle for nine points at 3,200. Yeah, but does – do you think anyone knows who that is? Co- yeah,
1: I mean, probably not. No, Shitter, guy, shitter Guy's not playing Pringle. Shitter Guy shitter – guy uh probably nick westbrook akeen because he'll see oh he's the number one wide receiver for the titans
2: yeah but i i think that more logically points to reynolds everyone watched that thanksgiving game he had a good game there he scored double digit points again last week they're big underdogs they probably have to throw i think reynolds is the move here for a shitter guy all right let's do it all right sixty seven hundred dollars remaining for two receivers
1: uh who do you have who do you have as
2: the two highest owned receivers oh godwin
1: godwin for God, sure
2: okay so godwin and who at 6300 uh, sort,
1: sort by ownership
2: here renfro um renfro yeah there we go there's there's the shitter guy lineup for you 200 remaining too uh, that means we can upgrade our defense by 200 dollars. oh year. dude
1: this is this is this lineup is like actually gonna happen like people are gonna be playing this like this lineup probably is what's gonna win uh the pme contest
2: well, I mean, it'll, it'll have to be split because this is going in the $3 yeah. for me. Uh, do you think that people are more apt to play Bengals or Falcons defense over the Browns defense? Never the Falcons
1: defense. No one will ever play the Falcons defense. People would, would maybe play the, the Panthers defense.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's worth worthy. I, I think people's your Browns defense coming off a of buy. Lamar just keeps throwing picks. I, I think that's probably where people want to be at. All right, so that leaves us with Brady, Hasty and Gibson, Reynolds, Godwin, Renfro, Gronk, Josh Jacobs in the flex and in the Browns defense as the shitter guy lineup of the week. Let's chuck that in there.
1: That is, that is uh, a shitter guy lineup for sure. Like that's actually a lineup people are going to play.
2: How do you think I should spend my hundred thousand dollars one in this uh, $3 20 max? I think you should buy,
1: uh, you know, like a JPEG picture of something that you really like. Yeah. But can't I just
2: right click and save that instead and save myself the hundred grand?
1: You can but I don't know how
2: you would uh, to, uh, profit on that endeavor I mean I don't know how I'm gonna profit on it anyway I, I thought if I spent the 100k that just allowed me to say GM to everyone in the morning
1: it does it does a allow but if you right click save you're you're not allowed to say GM it's in it's in the code
2: uh, that's tough that's a tough scene for me
1: what else you got going on this week uh yeah you know, I I actually had a very uh, I thought entertaining take cast with, with Dan Bach. The, I listened. Uh, the, yeah. The director over there at Grinders. I think, I think if you have been listening to this show for a while and you just are curious about
2: DFS, I think you'll probably really enjoy that show with, uh, with DB. Let's see. I just wanted to look up. Treadwell is Treadwell is only 3,400 bucks. It's not bad.
1: It's not Tread, Treadwell. And, and, and he's, you know, kind of like a big body type guy. Like you can talk yourself into him scoring a touchdown for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean that's if the Jags ever scored a touchdown. What's your panic meter on on Trevor
1: Lawrence? Two out of ten. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. Some people are are really worried. What about? Uh, what about? Uh, Worst Cust. What does Cust think of Lawrence? Does Cust just think he's a
2: legendary bust? Well, Cust already called him a bust when the Jets lost the number one pick last year. Like, Trevor Lawrence sucks. He's going to ah. be a bust. You gotta, you gotta you know, you gotta run through the cuss cycle in his head. Although he was trying to trade Zach Wilson two weeks ago in the first half. Oh, yeah, because uh because he loves um Mike White, right? Well, no, it's just he was playing really poorly against the Texans. Like, get him out of here. Cus will turn on you in a second. Although now he's back all in on Zach Wilson because he had like a good second half against the Texans a good and a good first half against the Eagles too well was it really a good first half he got set up with two gimme touchdowns and then that was it
1: (laughs) I mean look I don't think I don't think Zach Wilson is any good but you know I
2: I've been wrong before and I'll be wrong again is there a chance that none of these quarterbacks besides Mac Jones are any good and even Mac Jones like maybe he's this version of Chad Pennington with a better arm which is good. I mean, like Chad that's, Paddy, Chad I mean, Pennington that's was the a thing good, is like, like people always think that when I say Chad Pennington, that's like slander. Chad Pennington was a good quarterback. He was just limited by lack of arm strength. So you give like a better arm, Chad Pennington, good quarterback. It's like better Jimmy G. I mean, you know, like if, if all of these guys, none
1: of them turn out being like better than Baker Mayfield, that's like actually better than the mean expectation of what you would expect from like a, a quarterback. Like most quarterbacks that you draft are going to be bad. That's just like the math of it. So if, if, if they all turn out to be like multi-year NFL starters uh or or if 3 of them turn out to be multi-year NFL starters that's actually like above expectation
2: interesting okay Davis Matic at Davismatic verified on Twitter, probably verified on OpenSea as well. You can go right click all of his NFTs and then
1: I'm not I'm not verified on
2: OpenSea. Come on, let's get let's get that figured out, guys over at OpenSea. Sure. That sounds like something that I will have a lot of sway with. So help out Davis over on OpenSea. So what what's the point of even being verified on OpenSea? I don't understand. Just to flex,
1: right? That's all. That's all life. That's all life is about, dude. It's all about. It's all about the uh, the
2: desire to flex. And to say GM to people. And to say GM, GM, Pat. Well, it's no way. where I am. It's currently the afternoon now because I am two hours ahead of you. Ga. That would that that, <laughs> ga ga bud. Still yeah. still morning for me. That, that is what you need. You need to start going ga, comma bud. That should be your thing. You can start that. G A bud. Maybe I will. Maybe I, I
1: maybe I will. I, I need I need to to find a way to make it my own for sure.
2: And there it is. So I'm giving that one to you. I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME on Twitter. Cheat Sheet will be up Saturday on DKNation.com. RunTheSims.com, $100 for the rest of the year. Projections, optimizer, full simulations, DFS, and player props. Easy to figure out. Use code Mayo or slash Mayo at the end of RunTheSims.com, and you get 10% off. Listener's League is filling up quick. It's available now in the description, so I suggest you go do that. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Pat
1: Mayo Experience! EXPERIENCE!